Okay, if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Psalm 139, 139 verse 17. It's been quoted this morning in our prayer meeting. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. So he mentions precious, he mentions thoughts, he mentions God. How vast is the sum of them. In other words, the, the far more than I could even comprehend at times. Were I to count them, well, I couldn't count them because they would outnumber the grains of the sand. And we know there's trillions of grains of sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. So when I'm asleep or when I'm thinking about your thoughts and when I snap out of that thought, I'm still with you anyway. I'm still with you. Now, think with me for a minute, if you will. To say how precious to me is your thoughts would suggest that they've been tried and tested through the man's life who's saying these things, yeah? You can't say something's precious if it's not been tested. How many's got a partner? How many precious is your partner? Well, sometimes it takes them to leave, to go away for a while before we realize how precious they are. You can say they're precious because you, it's tried and tested. True? You can only say something is precious if you place value on it. You know, there's few things in life I place value on, and I'm sure you're the same. And then I place value on, on not just human beings, but I, play value, I place value on my iPad. I don't mean monetary value. I mean, it's got all my notes on there. So wherever I go, my iPad comes with me. And, and, and I feed off that iPad notes. It's a life source to me. Why? Because all my life is in that pad. It's not, the, it's not so much the machine. It's what the machine allows me to do. Yeah? And uh, I mean, if I lost this one, I'd go and get another one. But the point is, I don't want to lose everything that's on it. So it's precious and valuable to me. Not because it's, it's an expensive machine and, 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 I'm, and I'm, um, I'm magnifying technology, but it's, it's become a good friend to me. It's a companion. Wherever I go, it comes with me. And I can just, I'm never alone without my iPad. Why? Because I've always got my thoughts on here. This is my mobile Bible. Whether I'm in Sainsbury's, wherever I am, this goes with me. Because when you're having a coffee, I don't want to look at the newspapers. I want to read some notes. So I keep myself on the go. That's for me. So I, put, I place value on that. You might have your iPhone. You might have, and you might have your own things. Anyway, you know what I mean. I place value on it because it's precious to me. You can only say something if it's precious, if it's got value. David, time and time throughout his life, realized and had to depend on this word. There's times in your life when you will really, really have to depend on this word. And it's in, that moment, in those moments of you really, really depending that you realize its value. I could not have made it where I am if I would not have held on to this word. This word has become real. It's become alive. It's become living. It's become precious to me. Why? Because I've seen its value. I've tested it in my life. David realized that. David realized its value for forgiving his sin when he messed up. And David messed up big time. 
And David realized that only God's word could cleanse his heart. David realized that this word was necessary for appointing him as king. David realized that this word was necessary for giving him victory over enemies that seemed bigger than them. David realized that this word was precious to him and he placed value on it. David realized that he needed victory over his enemies because those enemies can sure look ugly at times. Yeah? In all of this, the man who said these words had been tried and tested in his life. And it more than qualified him to say what he says. You see, there are readers of the word, and there are doers of the word. Readers just read. Some people want mental stimulation, so they read a whole bunch of things. In fact, I'm just about to send an email out to you about reading. I want to encourage you to read. And there's one on, there'll be one on, on your way to you soon, because I want to be able to speak to you at different levels. Yes? I don't want to just want to be spiritual to you. I need to be all-rounded. Why? Because the challenges that you face, you need to be a whole-rounded person. Sometimes we're so heavenly-minded, but no earthly good. So we need to put our feet on, on the rock, but also feet on the soil, the earth. Be grounded in some stuff. Amen? Now we know... And when we say we, I'm including myself. Not everybody uses a smartphone is. I am such a person. Scott's always teaching me new features on my phone. Things they go, Dad, don't you notice? No, I don't, son. That's why we raise you up to know the things I don't know. And it gives an opportunity for him to look better than his dad. For that brief moment, he knows something more than his dad. So it makes him feel like king, right? And I'm happy for him to, to go down that load, that line, I should say. But from time to time, I get messages from my phone, and I think someone really likes me. And it's Mr. Apple telling me it's time to update your phone. Now, he's not telling me to go and buy a new one. He's telling me to, there, is, there are updates and upgrades that he wants my phone to have. Have you got one of those phones? Right. And... They want me to, is it, what do you call it, the ISOS? Is that what they call it? Let's see. I'm learning, I'm learning tech garbage here. You know, the, uh, the standard operation system, iPhone, that is. And I can ignore those requests if I want. So can you. But after a while, you can't ignore the requests because as the next one comes out, you're an update behind. And then another update comes out, and now you're two updates behind. And then what happens is you're so far behind that your system cannot operate. Is this true? And what happens is then, is that your phone is no longer part of this age. It's now part of the Stone Age. Yes? It's now obsolete, it's useless, it cannot communicate and function at the level it was always designed to function because of upgrades and updates being absent from that platform. Yeah? Is that true? Now, we know that when we get an update, 
that these updates help debug our phone. Yeah? And all the other things they do, they don't tell us. Because none of these companies are not always up front. But it's what's in the background sometimes concerns me. But I can only deal with what's up front. And I know that they help me to debug my phone. And, and it obviously helps to clear up any software glitches. Phil tells me there is no software glitches in Apple. It, it's heavenly. Windows is full of glitches and trouble and crashes and all that kind of thing. And these updates give you better security. They ensure that your operating platform remains stable. Something Windows could do with looking at themselves. If there's one thing about Windows, it's anything but a stable platform. So many Christians are like Windows. They do not have a stable operating platform system, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. It's true. So, so many Christians, but I know none of, none of those Christians are in here this morning. I'm talking to a stable platform. This is the only stable platform in here. So, in essence, why wouldn't you want to update your phone knowing the benefits it's just offered you? Think about it. There's no reason why you wouldn't want to update your phone unless you're crazy. Now, let's change that just slightly and let's change the iPhone for you. Let's put you in the middle and let's put it in the context of your Christian life. How precious is a heavenly update? How precious is a spiritual upgrade? You, only you can answer that. I can't answer that question. I can only answer that question for myself. Because what I deem as being precious, that's where I will put value. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh Lord? Well, if your thoughts are that precious to me, then I need, by your thoughts, I need to be upgraded and updated. But if your thoughts are not that precious, I'll just come to church as and when, whenever, doesn't matter, and I'll just listen. That's not the same as upgrade and update. Do you know what an upgrade is spiritually? An upgrade is when your revelation and understanding is taken to a whole new level. Do you know why knowledge and understanding go together? Do you know why? Spiritually speaking, knowledge is what expands you. But understanding is what stabilizes you. If you have no understanding, but you have knowledge, the chances are your platform, your operating system, will never be stable internally. So you have knowledge, but you don't know how to apply the knowledge, and yet in the background, your physical life, your spiritual life, has all kinds of glitches in it. Because you don't have the understanding. The Bible tells, tells us to get not only knowledge, it tells us to get understanding. Where the world puts emphasis on knowledge, but it doesn't put the same emphasis on understanding. True? Parents 
help bring children understanding. They help to bring children into understanding so that when the child fully understands and grasps, it can change its thinking or its actions in a particular area. If you just give a kid uh, an instruction, the kid will always respond back by, why? But why? But why? Because I flipping told you. That's not understanding. That's just authority saying, I told you. End of story. But if you can bring a child into, into proper understanding, you can change the way they behave. Understanding is key, key. Don't just pursue knowledge. Pursue understanding. Because understanding is what upgrades me. Yes? Because many, many of us hear a lot, of, a lot of knowledge being spoken. But we don't have the internal capacity to understand. Therefore, we can never upgrade. Does this make sense? To be updated is information. We can give you information. See, to some listeners, what the preaching of the word is just information. To other hearers, it's knowledge. And yet to other listeners, they seek understanding with the knowledge. So we don't just want information. We don't just want knowledge. We want the three. We want knowledge, information, and understanding. Because out of understanding then comes wisdom and insight. Yes? Once I understand, I can gain another level of upgrade called wisdom and insight. It's called insight understanding. It's called wisdom understanding. Wisdom is knowing how to apply what you're receiving. True? So it's important. So if we change this scenario of the iPhone to your Christian life and Christianity, your Life, from time to time, God speaks to us and he says, you've got updates. You've got upgrades that need to be installed in your life, in your, call them an app, whatever you want to call it. It's an upgrade and an update that you need in your life. Now, every time I open up the word of God or every time I think upon the word of the Lord, it's an opportunity for me to be updated and upgraded individually. Now, when we come together and we have fellowship, if I have fellowship with David and David has fellowship with me, we can upgrade and update one another. We can update, how, how's your day been? He can update me. How have you been going spiritually? He can update me. But then the time when we start talking and we start sharing thoughts, we upgrade one another by our thinking. And we can help bring one another to a whole new place of understanding by us exchanging this word. But I need the word to be upgraded. Amen? You see, when you go onto a website, any website, it doesn't matter what it is, when you go onto a website, you expect to see color and graphics. Is that not true? And you expect to see text on there. So you've got something to look at, something to read, something to watch. So it's all nice and sticky so that it'll keep you there a little bit longer. But behind all those color graphics, there is code. You don't see the code. And it's making every little click you do, everything you do on that website has to have a code behind it that tells it when I click that, this opens. When I don't do that, this doesn't happen. So the coding is the real science behind the website. The graphics is the pretty stuff. I like the color stuff. 
But he's the man and Kevin's the man and other people are the men who create the coding behind it to make it work. Now God's written the coding for our word. God writes the code. He knows if you apply this word in this area of your life, the coding is designed for it to upgrade and update you. Because that's what it is. God's the creator. So God uses words in a particular way that when he speaks them to you, he gets a response. Now, if you can take that word, that coding will do what it meant, is meant to do. What you need to do is put your faith with that code. Hello? And then the two of them together will bring it or bring you into an upgrade and an update. Some days, most of our prayer, think about this, most of our prayer is trying to update God. God, I don't know if you know, she's thinking this and they're planning on doing that and he's going to do this and he's going to do that and God's like saying, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for informing me. Maybe my omnipotence, my omniscience and my omnipresence is not working. Maybe I need to check the back cave to see where this technology has gone. No, no, you can never update God. God updates you. Because God's doing things behind your back. You sleep, he doesn't. You slumber, he doesn't. The Bible says, when I'm awake, but God says, I never have to say that because I'm always awake. The Bible says, I don't sleep or slumber. So God's doing things right now. In, some, in the person's life at the side of you, God's had conversations that you don't know about. So when you start telling God, hey God, I don't even know, but the wife, she's not doing good right now. God says, I know, she was telling me the same thing about you. <laughs> ah, I didn't realize that. Yes, because she speaks to me as well. And she speaks to me about you. We don't need to upgrade, or sorry, update God when we have a conversation. We need to allow God to upgrade and update us with his thoughts. That's why his thoughts are precious, because they update us and they upgrade us. But if you don't have value on them, what you'll end up doing is you'll try and use God's word in the moment of your need, but you don't know the God behind his word, and you don't know how the code works. So you think you can just grab a piece of code and think, because you're all emotional, you've got tears in your eyes, you think because you're emotional, it works for you, but it doesn't work. Why? Because you wrongly apply the code into your life. You cannot live the way you want and expect the result. You cannot think contrary to God's word and expect, because you pray that word, for God to be submissive to your request. It does not work. You have to use the coding in the right context. This is why you need to be upgraded to the latest word perfect version. Because God's word, as much as God's word is literal, it's living, active, prophetic, future, and now. So, when, depending which Christian you believe in, so depending which Christian you are, 
You might always talk in the past sense. Come on. Well, God, you did it for Israel. You did it this, you did that, you did this. But what about now? What about you? Where's your faith for you? God is the God of the past, present, and future. So we're supposed to draw on that God. That's my reference point. The past, the present, and the future. The living, the active, the all-knowing, the all-consuming, the one who is present, the one who is prophetic, the one who is all truth, the one who is living truth. That is the sum total of God. But if you don't un- come into understanding, you can only ever draw from, one, from your level of understanding. So it's difficult for you to be upgraded if your understanding is still futile. And it's immature and it's weak. So the point comes back is, how precious are those words to you? Do you desire upgrades? You know, there are things your father wants you to know. Well, that went very quiet at that point. Do you know God, when God came created Adam, he wanted Adam to know the father's heart. Is that not true? Adam messes up, the first Adam. So then God goes looking for another man called Abram, who later becomes Abraham. God looks for Abraham because there was things that God wanted Abraham to know. True? Not only did he create Abraham, he then creates his lineage of people, Isaac, Jacob, Israel, and he creates other men who in times in different generations, God looked for those men so they could know what God knows. Why is the 21st century any different? Why is the dream center any different? Why should we think God's only looking for the fathers and the apostles? Why can't we believe God's looking for you and me to upgrade us and update us with his thoughts? If I'm his son, what father would not speak to his son? If I'm his daughter, what father would not want to communicate with a daughter? If I'm a true child of God, then I should be able to have enough confidence to stand before father and say, Father, speak to me. Speak to me. Upgrade me, update me. Now, I know what's going to happen. You're going to, first of all, you're going to try, and you're going to say, okay, upgrade me. You're going to sit there, you're going to close your eyes, and you think, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. I'll try it again the next day. It didn't work. Well, keep trying. Keep praying. Keep trying. Keep give moments of silence. Don't update God. Praise word. Don't pray your opinions of what you think the world should look like. Don't pray your opinions of what you want your friends to look like. Don't give your opinions. So don't update God. Don't give him your opinions. So what else is there left to pray? His word. Well, I don't know his word. Ha, 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 ha. That's maybe where you're going wrong. And that's why you need an upgrade and an update. Well, I don't understand the word. <laughs> that may be where you're going wrong. How do you think I came into understanding? And many of you come into understanding. Keep reading. At some point, you'll start getting insight. Keep listening. Keep writing. Write your thoughts down.
There are things your father wants you to know. He knows you lack. There are things that your father wants to know, sorry, he wants you to know because he knows you lack and crave some things. There is immaturity, there's ignorance, there's dysfunction running in the background of your life and my life that potentially makes our platform or operating system dysfunctional, unstable. Use whatever word you want. Now, I know you like to think you're all together and lovely, but there's only him who's all together and lovely. You might be lovely, but you're not necessarily all together. He sees that you and I develop wrong opinions, wrong conclusions. Now, I know you've never had a wrong opinion. And I know you've never had a wrong conclusion. I know that. And he knows that. And I know you've never had a, a wrong conception. Perception, should say. You've never had wrong perceptions. And that's why you need the software to remove the glitches so that your opinions your perceptions become clear and clear and clearer and clearer. Now, we get things wrong. Of course we do. Of course we do. We get things wrong for a whole number of reasons. Half of the time, we don't have the right information or we listen to the wrong people. You never, if you want the truth, never read a newspaper. If you want the truth, never listen to a politician. Why? Because inherently, they lie. And divert and deviate, twist. Somewhere in there, there are aspects of truth. But if you buy into the whole thing, it's fake news, as Donald says. Unless it's his news, and then it's the truth. <laughs> the Father also knows the good work he started in you. And because he started in you, he gave you the initial operating system to be able to upgrade and update. But for many of you, or for some of you, it's been so long since you've really got hold of this word that you, I don't know, would like to count how many updates were behind. Do you know when I first got saved, I got the first upgrade called Salvation. I call this Calvary Software Package. Now, from that church to this church, I was about a gazillion updates behind. But God gave me salvation, so I was blessed of God and never, ever, ever frown upon the fact that the, though the church I, end, I originally was part of didn't have much more than salvation, it gave me everything. It gave me the, the software package to run. Is when I came here, I realized how much I didn't have. So then through a process of learning and tears and fighting and struggling and inward complaining, because they're all the, the things we go through, God slowly began to show me that, Tony, you are so far behind that I can't use you. So I began to let God change me and, and upgrade me and mold me. So he brought, that just brought me to another level. And then as I came into leadership, I realized there was a gazillion updates behind and then I got mentored and I realized I thought I had all the upgrades. And then Jonathan David opens a world to me and I realize, oh man, there's four gazillion updates and upgrades to have. And every time I go back to Malaysia and every time I read my notes and every time I read my Bible, I realize another update and another upgrade is coming. I don't get phased by that because it's just part of learning. 
It's called life. And I enjoy being upgraded and updated. I don't always enjoy being corrected and rebuked and trained and taught. But I need those things because they're part of the upgrades. Write that down. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture. Ready? All scripture is useful. Stop. Just pause there. That means Old Testament, New Testament. All scripture is useful. Why? <coughs> For teaching, correcting, rebuking, and Discipline. No, not that. What's the last one? Teaching, training, rebuking, correcting. That's it. Teaching, training, correcting, rebuking. So that the man of God, or in righteousness, so that the man of God, the woman of God, the church of God, may be thoroughly equipped. So, I don't feel thoroughly equipped, but I do feel equipped. I feel upgraded and I feel updated, albeit... I'm not fully updated, I'm fully upgraded. Because until the day I go home to be with the Lord, I'll always need to be upgraded. You know why? Because what you say, why do I need so many upgrades? Because we've just read in Psalms that I cannot count all your thoughts in one go. So I have to collect your thoughts. In my life, as I go through different stages of, of growth and maturity, I begin to collect and upgrade and update because I can't carry them all in one sitting. And I leak, I don't know about you, I leak and I forget some things. I forget a lot of things. The older you get, one thought is, is enough. When you're young, you can think of a lot of things and store a lot of things. But as you get older, you leak. And it takes a lot more effort to get it in. But if you've trained your mind to get things in, it's a lot easier. As you get older, you should get smarter as a Christian. Here's the thing. As you get older, you should get smarter. What do I mean by that is your brain can only contain and, and, and uh, bring back to memory so much. But your spirit has unlimited capacity. Now, if you want God to speak to you from your brain... Good luck. Good luck. Why? Because we all have different levels. Some of us have had no education. Some of us have had stunted education. But it's not a reason not to grow in your spirit. I've learned far more by my spirit than I ever have by my head. Now, occasionally, I get myself in trouble because to get understanding sometimes, I have to go by my head. And I'm not saying bypass your brain because that's, that makes you a nutter. Because if you throw away your brain, nowhere in scripture does it ever tell you to throw away your brain. It tells you to use your brain, guard your mind, think on these things. It tells you how to conform the mind. So we're never going to turn around and say, get rid of the mind. No, we're not. It's a big part of who we are. But understanding comes deep within. And that's where it might, information might go through the head, but understanding comes in your spirit. So don't ever think because I'm not smart enough, I've not read Greek or Hebrew. I've never read Greek or Hebrew. I have an, all my time, I spend all my time struggling to speak English. So don't worry about what you don't know. Focus on the one you do know. And from him will come understanding. Because out of you will flow rivers. 
Amen? So the Father has got things he wants you to know. Because every time you're upgraded, you become more awake. You become more alive to what he knows. True? This morning, some of you have received healing. And those who have received healing have come alive more and more that God's a healer. God's my healer. It was always a fact before, but now you've had the experience, something's kind of just locked in now. He's now my healer. He was always your healer. But now you've had a, an experience. Now understanding's come to you. But it was always there. Amen? So, <clears throat> Romans 1 verse 11 says this. Paul's talking to the church and he says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So like I, the analogy I gave of me and David, we, by the impartation, we are both mutually encouraged. Right. Let's think about this word gift for a second. I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift. Now, he can't only just be talking about spiritual Corinthians gifts. He could be, but just go with me for a minute. He could have said, I long to come and, and, and impart some of those nine gifts. He didn't. He said, I've longed to come and impart some spiritual gifts. So in other words, he's got, this is what I read this. He's going to come and he's going to observe the scene and he's going to see what's lacking. And when he sees what's lacking, he can then impart and upgrade and update what is lacking in the midst of the people. Yes? So it's not enough just to give a gift on its own, but you need to know how to operate in the gift. There are things you need to understand about that gift. There are, there are a parameter. There are rules. There are instructions that Paul gives and the Bible gives us how to operate in spiritual gifts. But I believe Paul's talking just a little bit more than just spiritual gifts. Though it's spiritual, it's not just appertaining to 1 Corinthians gifts. He's talking about what's needed, what's lacking. So that when he stands and he arrives on the scene, he knows what to impart. So say for instance, I look at my sister here, she catches my eye. She may lack faith. So as I'm talking to her and we're upgrading one another, we're talking, I can see that she lacks faith and I might be able to say, okay, Lord, give her an upgrade of faith. For someone it might be doubt. Another one it might be fear. But as I'm talking, as I'm moving along and I'm picking up by the Spirit, I can see what's lacking in the house so that I'm able to be on point with what I'm imparting. Because they might not necessarily need more knowledge, they may need understanding. They may not need understanding, they may need some wisdom. They may need some insight. They may need, there may be massive lack in that group. Do you understand what I'm saying? And Paul is saying, look, there are updates your father wants you to know. And there are upgrades that your father wants you to have. Because this church cannot function without these upgrades. Does that make sense? We all must see that God is, if, if we are going from one degree of glory 
to another, how many times then will we need upgrading and updating so we can continue that journey of going from one degree to another? That tells me there's a process. That tells me there's a stage. That tells me there's learning. That tells me there's developing involved. We don't just go from one degree by hearing. And how do we go from one degree? Through teaching, through training, through correcting, through rebuking. And I know the church doesn't want to hear that in this 21st century because we just want love. But scripture says the whole point of this teaching, training, correcting, rebuking is so that you raise people up in righteousness and so that the work of God is complete in you and beyond you. Amen? So it takes somebody to stand in that gap and assess what's needed. This morning, as I took hold of the worship, I assessed that there was healing needed. Now, did I get a sheet out saying toes, hands, knees and toes? and dun, da, da, da. No, I didn't do that. Did I just have my little checklist saying, we'll pray for shoulders, we'll pray for eyes, we'll pray for noses, we'll pray for toeses? No, I didn't do that. Why? Because as I'm in the spirit and God's upgrading me, updating me. That was an update, by the way. God updated me to tell me that there's needs in this arena so that for me to tell you that your father wants you to come into healing this morning. So all I was was a conduit because I was in the spirit. I stepped in and I imparted a gift that you needed. You and I can do that any day of the week. Any day. You don't need a band behind you. You don't need a band behind you. You just need you. How precious are those thoughts to you? I hate coming in church and singing songs and everyone's got the da-da-da-da-da-da-da and they sit down and they play church. I hate it. It's almost like God's put this. You know when you see some food and your stomach turns? I hate it. I hate the smell of religion. I do. I detest it. I can't. Paul will tell you time and time again. He says, you can't sit there and let it go nowhere. You're absolutely right. And I'm training you, son, to be the same. Because the moment we put up for something, we're gone. It's true. I learned that lesson one day. Stood here. New people in the church. And we're going for it like we was this morning. And I thought, I bet I just calm everything down. Because people might not want this. And the Lord says to me, Take that banner down right away. The church we see. And it arrested me. He says to me, don't you dare proclaim one thing and do another thing. And I thought, sorry, Lord. I got down on my knees. I repented. I thought, I do not believe I was about to sabotage the very thing I've always believed in. God says to me, yes, I know. I save you from yourself. Take that down, the church we see. No, no, no. That stays there because that's who we are. That's what we're becoming. That's a process. That's the journey. So I, I, I long to see you. I long to see you from Sunday to Sunday. I know you don't always feel the same about me, but I long to see you. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm not being flippant. I long to see you that I may impart something to you. Why? Because I want to keep you alive. And sometimes it breaks my heart that you don't want the very things that heaven wants you for. But I can't force that. All I can do is encourage you. Some days I want to get a baseball bat and knock you on the head. I'm being honest. That's in love. Wake up, wake up. And God says, I, well, you can't do that, son. Why? Because I could do the same with you. 
Don't write them off. Don't rule them out. Okay, Lord. Sorry, Lord. Yes. Pray for them. It's the only way they'll change. Speak to them tenderly. It's the only way they'll change. And by the way, they're my people, not yours. Game over. That was called an update. Amen? So Paul came. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9. And there's no way I'm going to get through this. Just letting you know now. I'm having such a good time telling you this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's look at the, the limitations of the upgrade and the, up, and the updates in this scripture. No, uh, sorry, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love them. Stop there. So that was a point in time when there was no upgrades. Right? Can you, can you imagine this? There was a time in life when no eye had seen, no mind had conceived, no ear had heard what God had planned from the beginning. There was a time in life. So God has to start the upgrades and the updates flowing. So I don't know what operating system Adam was on, and I don't know what operating system Abraham was on, right? And they were many, 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 many years ago, but now we are in Christ, the new software arrived. The upgrades has arrived. So we're not like our forefathers. That's not our portion. Our portion is we're the iPhone generation. We're not the two strings and a, and a cup generation. <coughs> we're not, hello operator, can you put me through generation. We're not the wind the phone up generation. No, we're the mobile generation. We've got technology at our fingertips Except the phone's more smarter than the user. He's wasted. Absolutely. So no eye once didn't see. No ear once couldn't hear. And no mind once couldn't conceive. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Now, for who among men knows the thoughts of man's except Man's spirit within him. So your spirit knows something, your mind doesn't. Your spirit is the backup hard drive. When your mind goes down, your spirit don't forget. Now if you can learn to draw from your spirit, it will bring to remembrance what your mind can't remember. It is true. That's why when the word goes in, it needs to go in deep, deep into your spirit. Don't store it in there. Because you know what I learn about these little things called dongles? This one, 64 gig on that one. That one, where's it gone? 64 gig on the other one. I can't even find it now. There's two of them on there. Oh, there, there it is. Oh, that's right. It's on that one. That's why. I've got them all, I've got them all over the place. See this? this got, I've got memory everywhere. I've got memory everywhere. 64 gig. 64 gig. Right? And I can't even remember. It's on the other side. I've got memory everywhere. But what I learned is on one of those dongles, pen drives, whatever you want to call them, pain in the backsides, I lost all my files. 
all the thing. Now, lucky for me, I had some stuff. Now, I sent my second Holy Ghost, Ralph, to try and retrieve my apostolic textbook to go and retrieve what I could not find. Even, he said, I did a deep, deep, deep scan. It was so deep, it was undercover. It could only recover so many things. But I lost a lot of files. So I thought, never again will I trust those damn things. So now, I've got all my stuff on three or four different platforms. I'm never going down again. The Titanic sunk once, it's never going down again. I can't afford to lose what I spent a lifetime learning. Seriously. Now, my spirit has capacity, but it hasn't got all those notes in there. Why? Because not all those notes are needed, but my brain says they are. But my spirit's captured God. So if I'm on an island, and it's only me, what, am I, what books am I going to take? Well, I better take the Bible first. And then I'm going to have to work out what other books I need to be on the island. And I kind of get the feeling that books about people I won't need. Because <laughs> I'm not bumping into them anytime soon. But I might need more about faith and get me off this island, Lord, than I do about people. And the only thing, yeah, shipbuilding, exactly. I might need to learn about shipbuilding or kite flying or whatever. How to hold your, your breath underwater longer. But God's revealed it to us by his spirit. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So if my spirit is connected to the spirit of God, I have another in line. Yes? There's another way into me other than my brain. Yes? We have not received. Here you go, Dot. Here's one for you. We have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. From your spirit, you understand what God's freely given you. Not necessarily from on the top. Not all understanding comes from the top. A lot of understanding comes from in here. Why? There's got to be more than one way to get into you. True? The, the, the stadium that only ever has one in and out exit is in trouble. God has more ways of getting to you through the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the senses, through the spirit. He has loads of ways of getting to you. God's not limited. Now, if no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has revealed, then it's fair to suggest that at some point we need a serious upgrade and even though I'm part of the generation that does understand and has got access to the spirit, I still need further upgrades. So John says this in 1 John chapter 1. Now, remember there was a generation that didn't have these upgrades. And now let's flick into a generation that did have these upgrades. In 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at with our hands and have touched. So when we went back to Corinthians, he said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. But now in John, the disciples are saying that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard, 
that which we have seen, that which our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this is what we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared and we've seen it. And we testify to it. It's so important that what you see, you talk about. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. So they keep going back to tell you what's from the beginning, what was once in the beginning, what was not made known. Now it's being made known. Yes? And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we write this to make our joy complete. So that which was not seen, not heard, not heard, understood, these boys are carrying it. But here's the key. They testify and they write. They testify and they write. Because by testifying and writing, you then begin to upgrade others. And update others who read your writings and who hear your testifying. So it's important that I talk about what I know and hear and have touched and have seen and have heard. And it's so important that you talk to other people about that which you've seen, that which you've heard, that which you've touched, that which your own hands have laid hold of. It's important because sometimes it's in you telling your testimony that you bring others into understanding. The only voice cannot be mine. That's not right. If I'm the only one speaking in church, then what are you doing? There has to be a time when you go out from here and testify. I'm right. This is why I write to you. Why? Because I'm not only going to speak to you, I'm going to write to you. Because writing is important. Because writing brings clarity and confusion. Writing can bring understanding. Writing can be kept. It can be stored. It can be used at the right time in the right season. So it's important that I find all ways to upgrade and update you as a fellowship. And it's important that you take what you've received and you go and upgrade and update other people. It's so important that you tell people. I cannot believe sometimes when we have testimonies and you hold back. Your testimony can be the key to bringing somebody else into breakthrough. Because you don't know what you're doing. And if you can't even give a testimony at the moment and it's at its height, it's, it's, it's telling us that something's not right. Good news is meant to be spoken about. And if at that point a great news will keep quiet, when will you speak? Because you're in a family but really should embrace the good news. So we've got to find our voice, people. Got to find our voice. God's testimony must be spoken about. You know, for a church that's got social media, we don't use it that great. Every one of us, to some degree, have got access to social media. Every day there should be posts on about what God's doing. Put an, put an encouraging scripture up. Last week, you know what I said to you about waking up in the middle of the night? I woke up Sunday morning, I woke up Monday morning, just like you all did. And straight away the song came into my mind. God is fighting for us. God is on our, our side. Yeah. We will be we will not be what's the next line? God is fighting for us. God is on our side. Come on now, help me out. We will overcome. We will overcome. And I put that on Facebook just to say some that word for someone today 
That's what I felt in my spirit. After what I said on Sunday, God woke me up with his song. Now, you say, well, it's just a song. No, instantly, I listened to my own words declared 24 hours previous. I said, Lord, what are you saying to me from this song? He said, that's exactly what I'm saying. Put it on Facebook. So I put it on Facebook. I just planted that scripture. Well, it's not a scripture. It was a line of a song. But it's truth. God is fighting for us. God is on our side. We will overcome. Pastor rings back. Uh, pastor sends a message, private message back to me. You'll never know what that word's doing for me. How do I know it's going to reach? Social media is our outlet. It's one of the outlets. So don't be putting nonsense on there. Putting faith on there. Went to doctors today. He said all clear. Boom. Put that on there. See how many feedbacks you get. See how many likes you get. That which was from the beginning. We've all had a beginning. And from the beginning you hear. And from the beginning you must continue. We testify it and we write about it. This thing's appeared to us. It's ours now. It's not just our forefathers. It's ours. Amen? I better bring this thing to an end. <clears throat> see, what we can see from this is not only do these upgrades and up updates allow you to see the unimaginable things and, the uns and hear unspeakable words and touch and lay hold of the invisible realm, they help you to perceive the unfathomable mysteries of Christ. Upgrades are so important for you to perceive and receive the unfathomable riches of Christ. Updates and upgrades are essential so that you can continue receiving the unfathomable mystery, namely called Christ Jesus. Christ is a mystery to people out there, but he's been made known to us. He's been revealed to us and he's being revealed to us. We need to reveal him to others. This Christmas, when we do our production, the chances are this place is going to be absolutely rammed. I've never known a year where people say, I'm bringing 15, I'm bringing 6, I'm bringing 7, right? You are going to be outnumbered. Why? Because this is the opportunity to speak to some people that we never get access to. This is a good opportunity to upgrade them and update them. This is a great opportunity. We're going to throw everything at this. So I really would ask you as a church, from this moment, as these words have just left my voice, take this word and say, Lord, prepare the house. Prepare the ground. Prepare the atmosphere. Let every obstacle be removed so that we can upgrade and update people in the, in the mystery, namely Christ. Begin to clear the pathway so salvation will come. We're not just want to inform people that Jesus loves them. We want to tell them Jesus died for you. And you can know him. How? Reach out to him. Right now, he's here. Take him right now. Because we don't know what God's been doing behind our backs. But this is a great opportunity for you to bring someone you don't like. Bring somebody you know. And bring him here. And let Christ touch him. Amen? So you can like him and get to know him even more. Amen? This is a great opportunity for us, church. Start praying now. Let's water the seed now. We've got two months to do it. The, up, 
the great, uh, sorry, the, the mystery, namely Jesus Christ. And with that, I'm going to bring it to an end. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I've got another five pages there. I haven't really. Six. Uh, I always prepare more than you can handle or you can need. Church, can you see that God wants to upgrade us? I'll ask again then. Let me rephrase the question. Can you see, can you believe, can you perceive that God wants to upgrade you? I see you have no problem with, with me. You have a problem with us. See, I always think in terms of us because the shepherd has to think in terms of all people. I understand to some degree you think about you, but at times we've got to stop thinking about us and think about us because we are a corporate family made up of individuals who have become a collective family. So if you will just raise your hands with me this morning. This morning, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, came to us and spoke to us about, make room for me, plant your feet on the rock. God gave you an update this morning just by telling you that He's letting you know that your life had shifted out of the focus. You'd moved to one side because of all kinds of things. God wasn't hard with us. He wasn't rash with us. He was gentle with us. And he just told us, guys, I'm here at the door. Make room for me. Let me get me back into the central place where I always should have been and belong. And then after that, God, that was the update. And now God is saying to us, there are upgrades for us. I long to come and impart some spiritual gift that will make you strong. And from time to time, you need strengthening, you need enlarging, your understanding needs to go deeper. What is it you need this morning? What upgrade do you need this morning? Begin to ask the Lord, what area do you feel you need an upgrade in? Begin to ask the Lord because he's going to open up that level, that pathway for you to come into. Come on. Begin just to ask the Lord, Lord, I'm weak in this area. I need upgrading in this area. Whatever area you're struggling in, upgrade me in this area. It might be in emotions. It might be your knowledge. It might be understanding. It might be patience you need. Whatever it is. Maybe you're struggling at work and you can't, you're struggling to grasp the, 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 the platform that you're, you're being asked to work in, on and under. And you say, Lord, I need some grace some, to, to grasp hold of this. If that's what you lack, then ask God to upgrade you in that area. Come on, maybe you're depressed. Maybe you feel suppressed. Maybe you feel contained. Whatever it is, say, Lord, upgrade me. Precious to me are your thoughts. I will place value on them. Oh, Father, right now, upgrade, upgrade, update, upgrade, update, upgrade, update, Lord. Chera baba ba serianda rama mama sarianda chiturro sitere baba baba kata rombo bubu shetera baba katarianda nitorro shatata tara bakarianda 
Mitiri baba sata. Turumu kuriendele baba satara baba bakarianda. Shuturu bobo kuriondola masharianda. Sidiri baba bakata. Hey, Torosata, Nakarababa Satea, Baterio Corianda, Yidulobo Satarayanda, Mababa Kiria Vasaparayando Robobo Corianda, Sidoro Bobo Coriende, She did a Baba Carianda, Ye, Toroma Satara Baba Carianda, Sidoro Mocotorianda. Yara baba bakarianda ramama saria bobo kurianda. She did baba bakarianda. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these days, He has spoken to us by His Son. That is the upgrade, that's the source of all the upgrades. He speaks to us now through his son, by the spirit, through the son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through him he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. Why? Because the same word that sustains all things will sustain me. If I lay hold of the same word. Think of this. So say, Father, right now, I don't have to listen to a prophet from years and years ago. You're speaking to me by the Son. You speak to me by modern day prophets. But I don't need to go back in time to hear a prophet speak to me. Because I have the greatest prophet, priest and king speaking. Jesus Christ. Father, birth and emphasis in my heart for your word. And importance. A greater desire, greater intensity for this word. Whether I understand it or not, you will bring me into understanding. My job is to read it. My job is to listen to it. My job is to act on it. And as I do those things, you will bring me into understanding. And you will sustain me. Just as you sustain all things by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Church, whenever I speak to you, whenever Phil speaks to you, Paul or Emma or any, any, anybody else speaks to you, just think in two words, upgrades, updates. They're the two words we can encapsulate anything we say. We're either upgrading you or updating you. We're never just informing you. We won't upgrade you. Amen? Amen. God bless you.